This is a Federal News Network podcast. The details behind a multi-billion dollar Defense Department bid protest keep getting stranger. And no, we're not talking about the Jedi cloud contract this time. U.S. Transportation Command has released new details on the reasons why it decided to pursue corrective action on DOD's $7 billion household goods moving contract and then changed its mind. But as Federal News Network's Jared Serbu discovered, those reasons are very hard to square with what we actually know about the bidder involved. Jared joins me now with the details. And first of all, Jared, they were protested in this award and then went ahead and gave it back to the same company. Tell us about that aspect first. Yeah, okay, so we'll go into the history a little bit here. So so Transcom awarded this contract, this $2.2 billion household goods contract, to American Roll-On, Roll-Off Carrier Group. Two different bidders protested at the Government Accountability Office. So what Transportation Command decided to do was, as oftentimes happens in these cases, said, okay, we'll re- we, we, we see the point of one of the protest issues that one of the protesters raised, so we're going to take corrective action as to that issue. In response, of course, GAO dismissed the bid protest because it decided, okay, these are moot now because the agency's taken care of the problem. But then, just two weeks later, which we almost never see, see the agency, Transcom in this case, decided, actually, it turns out we don't need to do any corrective action at all. We're just going to reaward the same contract back to the original bidder that we gave it to. So that's that's kind of the backstory. And in awarding it to that original bidder, They then went right back into the grounds of the protest, which was that that company had some crookedness in its background. And that's the question, whether they did or not. So what Transcom says, and this is where the story gets even weirder, is that the reason that the protesters thought that this company had legal problems in it in its history, and by the way, that the main legal problem here was a 2016 price-fixing conviction for which a company paid a $100 million fine. What Transcom says is that ARC, American Roll-On, Roll-Off Carrier Group, inadvertently selected the wrong parent company when it was registering itself in the government's system for award management. They say that, and this is actually true, you can look at Sam and see this, that they had selected Wilenius Wilhelmsen Logistics AS as their parent company when they should have selected a different company, Wilenius Wilhelmsen ASA, as their parent company, which actually is their parent company. And according to Transcom's account, that being the case, that being the true set of circumstances here, ARC actually doesn't have any criminal history in its background. It was just a simple error where they, according to Transcom, just happened to pick a company that happened to have a similar name as their actual true parent company. But what our research showed is that, you know, it's not just a coincidence. These companies, these three companies are all part of the same corporate entity. So it's very hard to understand how Transcom could have come to the conclusion, as they say in their press release that they issued last week, that there's actually no criminal history on the part of ARC's actual parent company. Yeah, the parent company then has... 50% ownership in ARC and in the company that was accidentally selected as the parent company. It's actually a child company, if you will, but it goes back to the same original investor, this WW. Yes, it's a Norwegian-Swedish conglomerate that basically runs roll-on, roll-off carrier businesses all over the world. And that's who we're talking about when we say, well, Willenius Wilhelmsen ASA. As to your point about the 50% ownership, that was true in 2016 when this criminal case was first brought by the Justice Department and it was resolved through a plea agreement. But the other 50% shareholder merged with Willenius Wilhelmsen. So it's all now the same corporate entity, which now owns 100% of ARC, 100% of the company that was convicted in 2016. So again, the best analogy I can think of is 
you know, think about General Motors and, and ask yourself whether Chevrolet, GMC, and General Motors are different companies. In some senses, they, they probably are in terms of the ways that they're registered, but it would be difficult to imagine a scenario where, let's, let's hypothetically say, GMC got criminally convicted. I, imagine trying to treat GM as not responsible for that conviction or in, in some way just a, you know, a, a company that happens to have a similar name. I, I don't think that would fly, and it's a pretty similar circumstance to what's going on here based on what we can find from the, the company's actual corporate history based on their own annual reports. Yes, those of us old enough to remember when Oldsmobiles were found to have Chevy engines and the scandal that ensued, <laughs> you will know exactly what you mean. We're <laughs> speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. And so you have discovered this and you've done some tremendous research to ferret this out, something that was probably unknown to the GAO. So what happens next? It's unclear. We have we've gone back to Transcom and, you know, presented, I don't want to say our findings, but but asked how they can possibly consider these two companies as meaningfully distinct from each other in terms of federal disclosure rules and, and you know, how they could say with a straight face in their press release that Wilhelmus Wilhelms and ASA has no history of, of corporate misbehavior. It's just not true. And we can go into some of the other examples of their corporate misbehavior if you want to. But they have not answered our questions. Um, similarly, ARC uh, basically just pointed us back to the same press release that Transcom issued last week. So it's it's difficult to say, but I, I, I would strongly suspect that the protesters involved here have, you know, are in, in, in possession of the same information I am. So I'd be very surprised if this legal case dies. It's unclear whether they can go back to the Government Accountability Office with a new bid protest or if they would need to go to the Court of Federal Claims in order to continue pursuing a challenge to this contract. But considering the deep pockets involved of at least one of the protesters here and, and, and the huge dollar amount involved in this contract, I would be very surprised to see this issue die here. I guess one of the questions that I would ask is when you do that drop-down menu in SAM, in the Systems for Award Management, only the acronym comes up, WWLAS or WWASA, or can you also discover what it stands for? The full name comes up. Yeah, you don't see the acronym. You actually see the, the, the full name of the company. And one of the possible explanations for the confusion here is since 2016, this company has been through multiple different kinds of restructurings. There was a point when the parent company was actually called Willenius Wilhelms and Logistics. So that, that could be an explanation for why whoever from ARC was registering this company in SAM at the time selected that company, because that was the true name of the old ultimate parent for a brief time during, I believe, 2018. But, um, you know, if, if you spend enough time with the annual reports from the company, you can see that corporate structure kind of change over time. The one thing that you also see from that, though, is that these three companies have all been tightly linked together, have all been part of the same ownership structure. Yeah, I think more likely is that the contracting shop at Transcom was just looking for the answer it wanted and not really doing its homework into why there was more than one company called Willenius Willemson. Yeah, that's that's quite possible, and it's impossible for us sitting on the outside to see what, what kind of information they had at what time, and we also can't look behind the veil of, of whatever the protest language, whatever the complaints said when they went before the Government Accountability Office. But in any case, the government has an affirmative responsibility to, before it awards on a contract, make an affirmative, affirmative determination as to whether a company is presently responsible to execute the contract that they're being awarded. 
and, and that's another issue here. You know, this this 2016 conviction for price fixing violate antitrust rules is not the only case uh, that this company has been involved in. They've they've been convicted or pled guilty um, to, to other cases around the world in South Africa, in Australia. There was another conviction or or agreement or settlement with the uh, with the European Commission where they paid a more than two hundred million dollar fine. So when you're trying to reach that kind of present uh, responsibility determination, those are the kinds of things that you would need to look at and, and say, okay, do these convictions on the part of the parent company or ownership group affect ARC per se? And it's a reasonable question, I think, especially in considering the work that is involved here, because this contract is to basically it, it is the effect of it is going to basically be to give this company a vast degree of control over the entire defense department household goods moving system. They are supposed to run the entire thing, coordinate it all, develop all of the subcontracts with moving companies all over the country and all over the world. And so it, it, it's a reasonable question to ask. Do you want a company that has had numerous convictions for cartel behavior, antitrust violations, anti-competitive behavior? Uh, th- those are the kinds of things that you would you would think you would want to look hard at and, and figure out ways to mitigate. Federal News Network's Jared Serbo. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. Target's new Red Card Reloadable saves you 5% every Target trip, in-store and online, and doesn't require a bank account or credit check to get approved. Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. Restrictions apply.